Next on BYU Sports Nation, the most disrespected college football programs in the country. Would you put BYU in that list? Former BYU running back Paul Polisike on a mission to make the Arizona Cardinals 53-man roster. What does he have to do? Plus, Big 12 media days underway, and yes, expansion is on topic. The latest from the commish. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Monday, Monday. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, July 20th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Ant-Man's backup publicist, Jerem Jordan. Dude, I saw that Saturday. Good movie. Go see it. If you like the Marvel movies, it's good. That ends phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you have high expectations going into that movie? No, but I knew the origins of Ant-Man. I haven't read the comics, but I've watched some cartoons and Wikipedia pages and whatever. So I know where he fits in to everything, but it was good. It was really good. Go check it out. My wife is like, Paul Rudd, come on. Paul Rudd. They play into... His acting style. Somebody told me that they got the same feeling after watching Guardians of the Galaxy as they did after Ant-Man. Well, sure. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. You're hopefully, you know, And then surprised. pleasantly surprised. Yes. It's nice when there's not a lot of hype and then something delivers more than you expected. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? <laughs> That's amazingly. Ant- if there was Ant-Man Nation every day, maybe the movie wouldn't be as good, right? No, hopefully BYU wins nine or ten games, and then we go, hey, more than eight for this guy's expectations. I laugh really hard because you got that you got that smile on your face as you were saying that. We both like, knew what was going on. Guardians of the Galaxy, no one knew what to expect about anything. I'm just no ha- one knew anything. No one could understand anything in that movie anyways. What planet is this? Who's doing what? Like when you watch Avatar for the first time. Same I'm just, thing. I'm just happy I find this out Age of Ultron, Avengers. What took so long? I don't know. But my three-year-old fell asleep 20 minutes into the movie and slept through the entire that's, show. That's an expensive nap. How? Well, not if you go see it in the cheap movie theater, right? The three, where'd you go? Like the $3 American theater. American Fork? It was in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Oh, Pleasant Grove, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The three dollars. I know where you're talking yeah, about. So yeah, so whatever. You got a good nap? Dude, you got to see that in regular theaters and pay It was 10 still bucks. good and loud and a good movie. Okay. I know that anything that's not an IMAX, in your opinion, is not done right. I haven't seen any of these in IMAX recently. Oh, you didn't see Avengers in IMAX? No. Wow. No. Wow. No, because I don't want to watch it in 3D. Okay. What is this, 2011? 3D is not cool. <laughs> Here are today's BYU I don't need to Sports wear Nation headlines. It is Big 12 Media Days. Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said the following this morning, and I quote, It is my understanding at the present time the majority of our president's chancellors believe 10 is the right number for us, end quote. Then he continues, I don't believe we are at a disadvantage in the playoff. That doesn't mean a disadvantage couldn't develop. So there you have it from Bob Bowles, the Big 12 Commissioner. More on that coming up on BYU Sports Nation. NBA Summer League update. Brandon Davies put up six points, ten boards, two blocks, and two assists in two games over the weekend. I got your hopes up at the beginning, didn't I? The Spurs play the Suns tonight for the Vegas League title. Brandon Davies could win a championship. Nine Eastern on NBA TV. Tyler Haas played seven minutes and missed his only shot on Friday. Come on, shoot more, man. I don't know if he had an opportunity. 
I mean, seven minutes isn't much, but... I play seven minutes? I get at least four shots Well, up. you're a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> they call, why do they call me Carmelo Anthony at church? Well, I don't get it. <laughs> Zach Blair finished tied for 32nd at the Barbasol Championship on the PGA Tour with an overall score of eight under par. Taylor Sander and Team USA took home the bronze at the World League Finals in Rio over the weekend. Remember, last year they won the gold, so bronze this year. Sander had 27 kills, five blocks, and two aces in two matches versus Serbia and Poland. Nice job, Taylor. Last year he was MVP. Not quite that this year, but still a good showing. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. This is huge for BYU going forward, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's they're still, they still got a ways to go to get up into that, that Power 5 group. And that's unfortunate, but they're doing as good as they can without the financial benefits that these power conference leagues have. ESPN's Brett McMurphy joined BYU Sports Nation back on March 20th to talk about the state of BYU football, specifically after the SEC redacted its statement and then said BYU would be considered a P5 equivalent in their future non-conference scheduling agreements. So some respect for BYU right there. That was a good moment, albeit I'm not sure how much weight it actually carries, but a good moment for BYU football. Ske- scheduling respect. Yeah. Well, the Cougars and their football program are back in the national news again, thanks to CBS Sports, featured as one of the most disrespected programs in college football. Okay. Tom Fernelli ranked BYU as the fourth most disrespected program on that list behind Missouri, Kansas State, Georgia Tech, and one ahead of Mississippi State. Jeremy, your initial reaction to BYU being on that list? I Initially, you look at it and you go, wait, is this supposed to be negative? Um, I, what, who cares if you're disrespected? It actually plays into BYU's kind of mantra because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints felt res- disrespected in its history, right? Uh, we got kicked out of Missouri. We got kicked out of... You know, we, we laughed some places, we went into Mexico, you know, all that. It plays into kind of the culture of the people, right, to a degree. Like, okay, we're going to, we feel disrespected, we're going we're gonna to exceed expectations. We're going to become something significant. We're going to host the Olympics, whatever, all that stuff. Uh, it's, it's fine. What, what does disrespect mean? What does respect mean? In terms of Power 5 Conference, BYU not being in it, yes, very disrespected. BYU feels like they should be in one. But only two waves of expansion have happened. Let it play out a little bit. BYU fans think that in the third wave they're going to be involved. That's the hope. I think at some point BYU makes it. If they don't, there's a huge issue. But I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a really bad thing to make this top five list. I like that BYU's on this list. One, because it puts them back in the national spotlight to a degree. Any, any article you can get on where a lot of eyeballs are going to see it, great. Not any. Well, okay. Not any, technically yep. speaking. Not all, good new, not all news is good news. BYU is featured a lot by college football writers on a national stage. Yeah, the the uh, off-season national championship. That's absolutely what goes for every absolutely, year. Absolutely, <laughs> okay? They are back Rugby in the news again. The so I like that they're on the list because it obviously suggests that they deserve more respect. But do they really belong on that list? That brings up our Twitter question today. Why or why not is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs? Rodney Dangerfield thinks this question is hilarious. At our Greenhaw, it's difficult because we don't get respect because we aren't in a P5, but we need respect to get into a P5, winning 
is key. Now, number number one on this list from Tom Fornelli, who will join us later this week, by the way, of CBSSports.com, was Missouri. They've done plenty of winning over the past two years. I'd love to be Missouri. They're the back-to-back SEC East champs. Somehow they're in the SEC East, even though they're the most Western team, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have been to the SEC title game the last two years. Makes total sense. I would love to be disrespected in that way. Win a bunch of games. Go to the SEC title game. It's okay. Now, it's interesting that BYU is on this list. Um, after three consecutive eight, eight and five seasons. It's not like BYU's in the national spotlight in terms of winning right now. They are because of program prestige. Because the article would suggest, look, this program deserves more respect. This, but yeah. they've gone eight and five in the past three seasons. Yeah, but what have you done for me lately? BYU has not done it nationally. Not, hardly anything, right? This article goes Four against all of that. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Four and oh, ranked 18th last year. BYU is on the map, right? If BYU, BYU wasn't getting the attention that Marshall was getting, they were getting more attention, right? Marshall was undefeated for a while, Rakeem Cato, all that. BYU has a bigger Marshall's brand. Marshall's not playing on ESPN, not yeah. beating Texas on Fox Sports 1 yeah, by 34. Yeah, they're losing to Western Kentucky. Yes. Granted, their quarterback threw for a gajillion yards and touchdown. Let's look at this from a couple of different angles. First of all, from a media perspective, Jerem, I don't think BYU is being disrespected at all by the national media. No. For one, I can't remember an article or a conversation that we've had on this show, for that matter, where a national writer, the guy that carries a big microphone, has said BYU doesn't belong in a Power 5 conference, that they're not a respected program. It's all been positive for the most part. And if BYU was invited to a Power 5, I think that first year they'd have a losing record. That's what happens to a lot of these teams. It happened to TCU, Missouri struggled, Utah struggled. It happens. Look at those teams now, though. It took a couple years but they 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 do things right. If BYU got into a Power Five, they would struggle at first. It would happen. It would happen. Bruce Feldman, Phil Steele, Brett McMurphy, take your pick. All of those guys have been on our program in the recent past, and all have had good things to say about the current state of BYU football. We just heard from Brett and his stance after the SEC changed their mind on the Cougars being a P five equivalent. Well, the ACC has also changed its mind on BYU, so all of that is good. Now, where is BYU disrespected? Going back to what you said, Jerem, and our first tweet is from a Power 5 conference regents, the leaders of those conferences, from that standpoint, yeah, they're disrespected because they're not in a Power 5 conference and they want to be in a P5 conference. And BYU on Media Day uh, a couple weeks ago, almost a month, it's already been almost a month, only mackerel, is taking the attack mode. BYU is sensitive uh, and, and coming from a de- place of desperation because I think BYU feels disrespected. I think if you ask Bronco Mendenhall, do you feel disrespected? He would say yes. Yes. I think he would say yes. And so BYU is going to play these tough schedules and do their best to get national attention, to get some big ones. Listen, BYU, and I've, I'm saying a good season would be 8-5. and five. If B, It's not, not all 8-5s and fives are created equal. Not all wins are created equal. If BYU got a couple of good wins within that 8-5, and five, this year. You can get some attention. You can be somebody at eight and five still. Now nine and four with like three of the five good games winning those, that would be something. And how you do it means something. And how that opponent finishes means something. BYU's wins over Texas were fantastic. But those Texas teams stunk. But nobody remembers that those been, Texas teams stunk because of the way BYU won those games. And no, it was Texas. No, it matters later. Like Baylor and TCU, when they evaluated their schedules at the end of the year, they looked and said, how good were those teams that they beat? 
and they weren't that good. That's why Ohio State got in. It matters. It matters. So for BYU, hopefully they get some wins against teams that are good, that finish well, because traditionally that doesn't happen. Well, BYU has lined up the slate to do just that. This uber-aggressive, we're-going-to-go-and-take-it-from-them mentality that Bronco told us on Media Day is what we're dealing with right now. Hey, B- I kind of feel like BYU, like if you look in the job world, I feel like BYU football is the law clerk in the law office. The guy that hours are grueling. Boring. Hours are grueling. Okay? <laughs> Demands super high. Their task at hand is almost an impossible one, but they're doing anything and everything they can to make a splash. They want to become partner. You want to make the big money. You want to become partner in that law office. But there's no guarantee, even if you do all of this stuff, that you're going to get the call from the big boss. In fact, it's likely that you don't. Not to mention, they're dealing with fickle and unpredictable personalities in those bosses. That almost rhymes with pinkle. Okay, you can it can change any and every day. So I feel like BYU is in that spot where it's like we're doing everything we can. Besides winning more games, can that's, we get which is the most important thing? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the one that closes the deal. Hey, this I just found. The important information that's going to win us this multi-million dollar case, that would be winning against huge programs in 2015, in my opinion. Okay? BYU needs good wins. Is BYU going undefeated? No. The, no one's talking about undefeated. Are they disrespected from a media standpoint? I say no way. No, there's a lot of respect for BYU. Yeah. But, but from the Power 5 conferences not including BYU, if you want to look at it that way. And that's yes. what matters most. Yes. When, it, when you talk about respect, what does respect get you? If it doesn't get you into a Power 5, it, the other things are nice. The respect got BYU an ESPN contract. The respect gets BYU good games in scheduling. But the point is to win games and make a bunch of money so that you can afford good facilities to get good recruits to win more games. It's all tied in together. BYU wants to get the raise. They want to become partner. They want to get into a Power 5. How do they do it? They win. That brings us back to our Twitter question today. Why or why not? Is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs? At Laser Sheep says, overall, disrespected. Although they get some good attention, it seems many experts count them out very early. I well, see, well, out in what? For the exactly. national championship? Out BYU's the, not competing for the national championship. Or out of the P5. Yeah, well, they're out of the P5. I'm, so I'm, BYU's competing against itself for 10 wins. Who's counting BYU out? Who's counting BYU in? I, I, into what? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a conference. What? Up next, Paul Lasique is chasing an NFL dream in Arizona. He wants some respect. The former BYU running back joins us next with his plan to make the league. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Did you know BYU Sports Nation is on demand? You should if you listen to this show or watch it because I say this quite often of late. The show's on demand by downloading our podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. You can watch it on BYUSN.com. Why or why not is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs in the country? We ask this because they were listed at number four by CBS Sports' Tom Fornelli. At TX Colonel answers this on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Respected because of aggressive scheduling, Texas and P5 status, but not revered because of three consecutive eight-win seasons. It seems like uh, most, if not all, of the teams that were added from non-P5s uh, had 
undefeated or great seasons leading up to that? TCU, Utah, right? Who who else wasn't included that got invited? That's it, right? Okay, and then and then teams from the Big East they got poached had good seasons. West Virginia went to BCS games. Uh, Colorado was in the Big Twelve, so they made the move to the Pac twelve. Connecticut. You, oh wait, wait, what? what? You have you have to have a really really good season. Look, all of a sudden TCU football is a huge thing, right? They they're won the, five games two years ago. Five. They're the preseason number one or number two team in the country, depending on what poll you look Baylor at. Baylor football has had, what, three or four good seasons? Four good seasons? RG3 wins the Heisman, Brandon Davies' senior year, right? Yes. So it's been four or five years. That's it. And all of a sudden, they're this national power, right? It doesn't take much to earn respect quickly. If BYU went to a New Year's Six, all of a sudden, boom, respect. To the degree that BYU fans want it. From the Power Five conferences yes. is what they hope. Which is what matters the most. If some writer says BYU is respected, who cares? It's, does, is BYU in a Power Five conference? That's the biggest validation BYU could have as a football program right now. Is an invitation. At Airplane Fans 1, BYU is not one of the most disrespected college football programs because every time they travel, there are a bunch of fans at the road games. Okay, we aren't questioning the not, loyalty of fans. I'm not sure that it's, it's what people think of BYU. Correct. That, that's the idea. B, we know BYU fans will show up they're, wherever they go. They are everywhere. So In the yes, spirit they, of Ant-Man, they, they are the ants. They have a respected fan base nationwide. Taysom we are asking, Hill is Ant-Man, and all the fans are the ants. They help them out. We are asking what others think about BYU, specifically the regents, the powers that be in the Power Five conferences, the guys that make the decisions. Looking and at you, Bowlesby. BYU. Yes, Bob Bowlesby, <laughs> among others. And Gary Pinkle. And the media. We th- I, I feel like the media has been very, very favorable towards BYU, especially this summer season. They don't have a reason not to. There's not a reason not to. Bob Bowlesby. Status quo, man. Bob Bowlesby, by the way, the Big 12 commissioner, is again making headlines today because it's Big 12 Media Day. And believe it or not, Jerem, Big 12 expansion talk was one of the early topics discussed. Super surprising, said no one ever. What else is there to discuss at Big 12 Media Days? The season? You're right. To quote him again, it is my understanding at the present time that the majority of presidents, chancellors, believe 10 is the right number for us. He continues, I don't believe we are at a disadvantage in the playoff. That doesn't mean a disadvantage couldn't develop. End quote. Okay. For the first time, they acknowledge... A uh, crack in the dam. That there could be a disadvantage that develops. Yep. Yeah, everyone sees it. This is We're watching a volcano getting ready to explode. We all know that something's going to happen in the next, I don't know, three, five, ten years, right? Oh, there's blue smoke, Jerem. <laughs> what does the blue smoke mean? Two years later. There's still yeah. blue smoke. Here's, here's another analogy for you. I love playing the board game Risk. The Big 12 is hanging out in South America. They have all of it. They've secured the borders. The Pac-12 is in North America. The Big 10 is in Africa. Why would the Big 12 attack North America or Africa? They're just waiting till they turn in enough cards to defend themselves or the Pac-12 or Big 10 poach. The Big 12 is South America. You only get two per round, too. You don't want to sit there. I normally come out of Australia and go up through Asia. Jerem will hold his risk classes uh, online through Twitter. There's an app now, too. For for a small fee. The board game used to take like four hours. Now you can play a game in like five (laughs) minutes, dude. It was awesome. 
Yeah, you make so okay. It, I like the analogies. I really like the analogies, especially the volcano, where it's like you'll you'll hear like a grumbling. There's smoke there, coming there'll out. There'll be some smoke coming out, and it's like ooh. But it could be five years before the dumb thing erupts, and how much will it erupt? I don't know. We don't want to be caught like that grandma on the acid lake in Dante's Peak. We got to get across that lake, man. My follow-up question to the comments from the commish would go something like this. Okay, Bob Bowlesby, what level of vulnerability do you feel remaining at 10 teams, knowing that if one of your teams gets picked off, it could result in the dissolve of the Big 12? I want to know what his answer is to that question. Yeah, and and why, yeah, yeah, why not be proactive? What are you waiting for? That, is, waiting a dis- to get that is a huge disadvantage. We mentioned all of the national guys we've talked to recently. We've asked all of them about, well, what if the Big 12 doesn't expand to 12? Doesn't that put them at a distinct disadvantage? And the overwhelming answer is yes, because if Oklahoma decides to go, Texas is going to go, goodbye, Big 12. You'd think they'd go together. But then again, BYU and Utah didn't go together. Um, If one got the invite and the other didn't, they're going to work in the best interest of of them. At the end of the day, everyone works in the best interest of them. You put put the, the air mask on a plane on yourself first, right? And that's what Texas or Oklahoma would do. There are other points of disadvantage. Obviously, the defection possibility of one of these major teams that could turn the Big 12 into essentially nothing. Then there is the conference championship situation. Which is not an issue if you get a team into the playoff. However, as, as was tweeted by someone this morning, 12-1 and one greater than 11-1. and one. If you have an, uh, a championship game, you're good. Now listen, as a BYU fan, again, if, if you're... You think you can control something related to Big 12 expansion, root for this. Root for no Big 12 teams to get in again. However, I don't see any situation where the Big 12 is left out. That committee, if there is someone even close, will make sure that the team gets in. You know what I'm rooting for? I'm rooting for Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, to be talking on the phone every day with Texas like, hey, come to the Pac-12. He doesn't need them right now. Come to the Pac-12. Why not? Why not make your conference that much greater? Because if that happens and Texas is on the board, available perhaps, well, then the Big 12 is like, well, maybe we got to do something so that we can keep Texas. Do you do you know? Uh, so we BYU TV exists, right? That's the thing. Yeah, we work for it. The, think about this. Larry Scott has the Pac-12 network. He says it's Texas. Let's say he says it's Texas. Hey, we want you. They're like, well, we want the Longhorn network. He's like, no, we have a network. Just that little sticking point might be a huge issue. That's just a taste of what it could be like for BYU. With, uh, t- BYU wants to maintain ESPN, wants to maintain BYU TV. At some point, BYU will have to make concessions, I believe, in order to join a Power 5 conference, not just not take money for a couple of years. I don't know exactly what that will be, but BYU wants and has great things and wants to keep those great things and get into a Power 5. I'm not sure those two can exist. Fact of the matter is BYU is if not the most eligible contender for Big 12 expansion, one of the most. That has been an overwhelming topic all summer long. They have the tradition. They have the respect, at least from the media, not from the Power 5 regents. And they want to be there. And they can, and they might, but it just might be bad timing. It's not always about the right thing. It's about the right thing at the right time. Couldn't agree more. Now is not the right time for, apparently, the Big 12, right? At some point, how they will long e- does it last? How at, long can yes, they last? At some point, they will either expand or be picked from and dissolved. It, they cannot be 10 teams forever. 
I don't, I don't see a situation where more than the next, beyond their TV contract, which is 10 more seasons, beyond that contract where they have 10 teams. Too many, too many financial snipers out there in the other conferences that are looking at what could, what could the addition of Oklahoma and Texas do for our conference? Or, or some other, I don't know, you could pick. Hey, hey, listen, Whatever. A&M and Missouri got picked. Nebraska got picked. Colorado, they didn't care about Oklahoma Colorado. has said no <laughs> to the SEC twice, by the way. They have said no to the SEC twice. Interesting. They're always out there. The financial snipers are there that want bigger conferences, more money, more eyeballs on their television sets because they have the best teams. You know what's weird about the Big 12? Our stat of the day. <laughs> It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ten. There are still ten teams in the Big 12. One through champion, but there were there were two. And there are 14 teams in the Big 10. What? I took uh, algebra from Miss Webb at West Hills Middle School. I couldn't explain how that works to her. Mathematics brought to you by Major <laughs> College Football, ladies and gentlemen. Ten teams in the Big 12. Huh? And one true champion. They don't care. That's how, that's how much the Power Fives don't care. But the name of the conferences are wrong. That's how much that... Honey, we're Honey Badger. We don't care. Big Ten, we have 14 teams. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? There are points of disadvantage that Bob Bowlesby finally alluded to. Like, hey, we're, we feel like we're good where we are, but that doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Are, are the regents that want... It's summer vacation. Are the regions that want Big 12 expansion, the chancellors, the university presidents, are they starting to finally crack through to Bob Bowlesby? His comments would make me believe that, yes, he's now like, well, maybe we should put this Dude, I'm on telling you, table. it's a volcano. We're watching it smoke currently. One day it will erupt, and it will happen on Twitter first. Paul Lasique, Paul Lasique. Was scheduled to join us today. Just got word that he's not going to be able to make it. We will catch up with him later this week. So Paul Lasique later this week on BYU Sports Nation to find out what he's doing to make his NFL dream become a reality with the Arizona Cardinals. Brian Logan will join us next to react to the latest from the Big 12. What does he think about BYU also as a respected or disrespected college football program? Will Bilo have an opinion? Does that guy have opinions? What is yes for $200? <laughs> why or why not is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Below, part of the trio next. Welcome back, sports friends. It's a Monday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio Simulcast on BYU TV. Get your hands on some BYU Sports Nation swag, yo. Go to BYUstore.com, search BYU Sports Nation or Blue Goggles to get your own pair, or BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. That's BYUstore.com. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's Big 12 Media Days, and of course, expansion brought up again. We just talked at length about Bob Bowlesby's comments. If you want to catch that, download our podcast. Essentially, it's status quo, but he They've did invited leave. invited BYU. No. Stop it. He did leave the door open saying that there may be some disadvantages that develop in regard to not expanding and a, com- a conference championship situation. I can't wait for 20. 20- 
30. More blue NBA smoke on that volcano. NBA Summer League update. Brandon Davies and the Spurs played the Suns for the, or they play tonight in the Vegas League title game, 9 Eastern time on NBA TV. Tyler Haas, by the way, played seven minutes and missed his only shot on Friday. Zach Blair finished tied for 32nd at the PGA's Barbasol Championship with an overall score of eight under par. Congrats to Zach on another good paycheck. Taylor Sander and Team USA took home the bronze at World League Finals in Rio over the weekend. And I should mention, uh, thank you for the correction uh, on Twitter. Uh, I said, is Missouri the most Western team in the SEC? Nope. Texas and Arkansas are a little, well, Arkansas right under Missouri. See, and I They would, are the most Western. They are the most West team in the SEC East, though, correct? In the SEC. That's what period. I thought you were asking, is no, that they were the furthest West team in the SEC East. What, uh, what longitude uh, are the SEC <laughs> West teams? Latitude? I don't Someone's know. Someone's going to answer that. Someone's going to give you the latitude and longitude. I know exactly the Twitter follower that would tell me, too. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. Why or why not is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs in the country? Let's ask Brian Logan, our first guest of the day. Brian, CBS Sports says BYU is the fourth most disrespected program in the country. Where do you stand on that? Are they disrespected or are they right where they should be? You know, I, I just I just saw that. Um, I don't I don't think so, man. I don't think that BYU is disrespected as a program. It's hard for me to to really believe that, um, I, I, especially when you look at on the field. And the product that that that, that BYU is able to uh, produce, uh, well respected. You look at all the coaches that give so much so much praise to Coach Mendenhall and the guys, and and you know this one's for Jerem when the coaches say, "Oh, the guys are 40 years old. That's why they kick our butts, and we got to prepare." Uh, I mean, but you you all the time you have coaches that speak highly of BYU and say, "Hey, you know we can. This is a, a, a team and a game." Uh, that we can go in and potentially lose, so we got to be, you know, on our best. Um, so, from a, I think from a, a on the field standpoint, no, not disrespected at all. But maybe when it comes to getting into a conference, I feel like they are a little bit disrespected. Uh, I know there's certain things that go into, uh, you know, why, why, or why not uh, should uh, should BYU be considered for a P5? But I, I feel what BYU can bring to the table to a P5 conference. I don't think that that's really valued. I think that's undervalued. Yeah, I I agree with you whole wholeheartedly. I think that BYU has a lot of respect nationally. Uh, they're getting great games on the schedule. It's not because BYU's Troy. It's because it's a P5 equivalent game for SEC and ACC teams. And Big Ten teams like Michigan State want to play BYU. Yet, the disrespect comes in the fact that BYU's not in a Power Five. But in the conversation, right. BYU is always right there. So to me, to me, that's the only disrespect that BYU gets nationally is they're not in a Power Five, and at some point they that's, hope to be. It's the that's the only thing, man. And it's I, I think it's I think we should like BYU should have <laughs> when they go out and travel, have some P five schools or, or you know like a representative uh, say, hey, you should come to our firesides and see how many how many fans come and travel. Uh, you know, you should you should come see, uh, a, a, you know, an away game, uh, maybe maybe like a Middle Tennessee State, right? Or when I played in 2009 uh, against Tulane and, and, and New Orleans, it was a home game, man. There was no fans there for the other teams, and so you know, maybe maybe that's what BYU should do to say, hey, you know, look what we can bring to the table. Look at our, our fan base. 
are following. And even that, when I, I remember when I signed my scholarship, my letter of intent to come here to BYU and play for BYU, I, I had two friends, one that played for Cal, and he was like, oh, man, those are some, those are some good dudes. And even I had a, play, a friend that played for Oregon. Uh, 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 Ward, he, uh, Teron Ward plays for, uh, the, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns and got drafted for the Cleveland Browns. He said, man, those are some, those are some good white boys, man. Those are some good competition. <laughs> I have another friend, another friend that, that played for Fresno State and it was like, man, BYU, yeah, that's, that's some competitive ball, man. So, you know, make sure that you go out and ball out and, and you stay focused because, you know, they, that's a good program. They know what they're doing. All my pastors back home, People from my church, they, I haven't heard of BYU at all, and and they were telling me uh, some of the history of the program. So you know, nationally, uh, from 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 people that aren't even LDS, you got people, you got actual players that have played against, you know, BYU have given them that respect in that regard. So that's a, a great point right there. Brian, you have conversations with the BYU coaching staff, just like we do on the side. What are you hearing from them as they approach the 2015 season in terms of the pressure they feel to perform well against the schedule because of the constantly looming, we want to be invited to a Power 5 conference? You know, for me personally, I, I don't feel that, they're, that, that, they, that they feel pressured or, or stressed out uh, at all uh, in regards to you know, trying to get into a, a P5. I think that Coach Mendenhall just has high standards, and and he he goes into every single season, regardless of the circumstances, and says our goal is to win a national championship. You know, getting we got to do that by getting to the playoffs. You know, winning the conference. Well, there is no conference, so you know, let's go undefeated, right? Those are all of the goals that he has every single year. So, you know, he he's not he's not going to go into the season and say. Hey, we got to get into a P five, you know, conference, fellas. So uh, we got to we got to make sure that we we have a great season and we're undefeated. No, he's not saying that. He's saying, look, we're trying to win a national championship, man. And to do that, we we have to go undefeated. We're not in a conference. We can't lose a game. So with this schedule, we have a great opportunity uh, to, to do that. You know, we we have a front loaded schedule with a lot of P five teams. So we got to make sure that we are on our best. And so. I don't think that that's where the pressure – it's not stemming from trying to get into a P5. It's strictly trying to live up to the expectations of the program goal. Uh, and so I remember when I came in 2009, we were so much more focused, I believe, uh, because of that schedule, because we had Oklahoma, we had Sam Bradford. I mean, there was no, there was no time to play around and, and chit-chat. We were all lasered, focused in. And, and maybe that's – what this team is, is, is going to have, uh, you know, in, in a few weeks. And maybe that's why Mitch Matthews is saying, hey, we ha- I had the same feel in 2009. I don't know exactly, uh, you know, how to, how to really talk about it, but the confidence, you know, guys, you know, leadership, guys are reading and preparing because they know what's coming up, for, uh, you know, ahead in these next few weeks. Whenever a team either got picked or, uh, in the case of the non-Power 5 teams that became Power 5 teams, they had a really special season to almost validate uh, the invite. In your opinion, does BYU need such a season to actually create uh, validation for an invite in the future? 
Cause, you know, from on, on the surface, like looking, just looking at looking at everything, I would say I would say yes, um, only because it, 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 you, you talk about relevancy, right? You, you talk about hey, you know, what 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 teams would work the best? What, what would fit the best? What would make the most sense to get into a P five? Um, and so when you are winning. Uh, you have a, a special season, you know, maybe you are going to a New Year's Six, wherever the case is, that allows you to stay relevant. Uh, it allows you to be in that, that conversation, that, that consideration. Uh, but, but, you know, when you look deep down into how you're going to get into a conference, you know, it's not going to be by wins and losses. So that's where, in that, in that part, I'd say no. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, everybody cares about money, which is sad. But, uh, that's that's exactly what these conferences are going to look at. You know, what are you going to bring to the table? What value are you going to add? And if I can't see the Dallas signs, I don't want you in my conference. So, uh, it, you know, it would definitely help. Uh, by the end of the day, if if you know if BYU and, and the in the P five conference, if they can't see eye to eye, you know, when it comes to revenue, then it's it's all it's it's all irrelevant. Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about BYU getting into a Power 5 conference, the road to what they specifically need to do to get the attention and become more relevant. Let's switch gears right now, Brian. I'm going to bring up something that uh, your buddy Big B, Brian Keel, said on Friday about BYU's defense needing a vocal leader on the field in 2015. He asked us, who was the defensive leader for BYU last year? I couldn't answer that question, Brian. There were so many injuries and so much moving on that defensive front, I, I didn't know the answer to that. Well, now we're here, here in 2015. They still need a vocal leader on that defense. Who's that guy going to be? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And uh, I would say before the injuries last year, uh, I, I could point to my man Craig Bills before he got hurt. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys looked up to him and, and saw him as that leader. Um, you know, this year – you got to look at the seniors, guys that are your playmakers, uh, guys that have, uh, you know, guys that have the trust of the team. Um, you got to look at a guy like Bronson uh, to, to to step up. Can he be vocal uh, be enough? Though? Can he be vocal enough? He he has no choice. <laughs> he, has, he, he, has to, he has to step up. I mean, when you look at everybody there, right? If you're getting awards and recognition, I mean, you got all the hype, man. You are the guy. You've got no choice but to step up because your your younger players, even the guys that are that have some had some some success, some experience, like Fred Warner, for example, uh, he's still looking up to a guy like Bronson Kafusi. Why? He's in the media everywhere. Everybody's saying, "Oh, this is the best uh, player that has a chance to get to get to get drafted right on the BYU defense." So when you have that hype, uh, you you have to you have to be a leader. You have no opportunity. You have no choice but to do that. Uh, and so maybe if he's a guy that's you know lead by example, which he's been the last few years, you know on and off the field, you got to step it up a notch. But me personally, I would love for the leader to to come from the the Mike linebacker position or the free safety position. Why? Because those are the guys that are getting guys. Uh, in in position to to, to to be successful, those are guys that are uh, you know you're essentially another coach out there. So you you have to have that respect from your teammates. You have to uh, you know make sure that uh, you're you're you are looked as an authority. Uh, and so whoever those guys are going to be, I mean we pretty have a, a, a good idea that it's going to be 
uh, Kai, uh, Nakua. I mean, those guys I would like to see step up and be that vocal leader uh, for those reasons. Brian, I want you to have that conversation with those guys the next time you see them. Can you do that? I, I, I definitely will. <laughs> he always does. Hey, great stuff, man. Good to talk to you. We'll see you soon. You too, guys. All right. Now, that, that was the response I wanted. Okay, we needed passionate Belo to come out, and he was kind of dancing around. To it me, that's said, default Belo. I said, He's okay, can Bronson be vocal enough? His response, he has no choice but now, to do that. Now, we ran out of time with Brian, but I wanted to ask him. Kyle Van Noy was not a vocal leader on the defense. There were other guys like Brandon Ogletree. Before the, that, it was Daniel Kelly Papinga. Sorensen Before that, it was guys. Brandon Ogletree. The BYU's always had like, that, that type of guy. He's right. There needs to be a Mike linebacker that leads because he's – He's physically in the middle of the field, talking to the D-line, talking to the secondary, working with the free safety, all that. The free safety, that would be nice, but sometimes he's 30 yards away from some of the, some of the linemen. He's talking to his defensive back. So I, I want him to have that conversation, seriously, with Bronson and with Kainuku and all those guys. Up next, what's the chance BYU is ranked at any point this season? How about by the end of September? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you missed our interview earlier with Brian Logan, no worries. Go to YouTube.com slash Sports. We'll post it there as soon as we can get it up. In he, fact, we he, have a student on it right now. They're hurrying, trying to get that up. Brian Logan just called out one dude specifically saying he has no choice but to step up and be the vocal leader on this BYU defense. Do you think Brian's going to buy that DVD and be like, one message, bro. Boom. Just I loved give it, it to him? No? I loved it. That, no? that was what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I would do. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, one that Brian also answered, is why or why not is BYU one of the most disrespected college football programs? That's stemming from an article by Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports ranking BYU as the fourth most disrespected program in the country. Is that, is that deserving? I like it. I like it. I like the viewers on that list because it's like, hey, yeah, we want more respect. We deserve more respect. Not sure why he puts them forth, but hey, we we need it. We want it. We're going to have him on later this week. We'll ask him. Time now to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100%. For what? That we play What's the Chance? Okay. Good answer. Here's how it works. We throw out a scenario. Jeremy and I then attribute a specific percentage to that scenario of whether it will happen or not happen. Number one. What's the chance the Big 12 expands or gets picked off in the next five years? Hey, Ben. I'll, I'll go. Okay, go. 50%. Okay, there's 10 more years on the TV contract. I think that they... Uh, so, so there, there's a shot. There's 50% shot they do it in the next couple years. But I think they wait until the TV contract happens to expand unless unless they start to get rumored to be picked from. Then they jump. I am going to say, okay, let, first of all, let me say this. If the Big 12 does not get a team in the college football playoff this year, if they don't get a, call, a team they in will. the college playoff this, this year, they will. two years, Two years until expansion. So they would go one more year. Correct. Okay. And then C? So if, if, they, they, don't get get in, in if they don't get in 90%, there's too much pressure. I don't care if Bob Bowlesby thinks that, like, my skin is thick, like, I see the bigger picture. He's already folding to the media pressure a little bit. He's already feeling it. 
because of what happened last year. If that happens again, 90% in the next two years. Do, do they expand just because they're annoyed of hearing about it? Probably. Why not? <laughs> it, go, it makes a difference. I can't take everyone asking all of the time. All the time, Cincinnati and BYU just get in here. I, I don't even I, care. I gave that a condition. You can be on ESPN and BYU TV. We don't even care. I gave that a condition. Now, I'm going to say 75% that in the next five years, the Big 12 will expand because mm. mounting pressure and, look, like we're getting closer to mega conferences. I think that we will have a conference go to 16 teams sometime in the next five years. All the Big I Ten re- and ACC need to do is add, add two SEC more. Is add two. I really believe that. If that happens, the Big 12 is 100% going to expand. So I say 75% in the next five years. If they get left out of the college football playoff this year, 90% in the next two years. Too much pressure, and they're already feeling it. Number two. a lot two. of numbers there. I know. What's the chance the Big 12 champ is left out of the college football playoff again this uh. season? 2%. 2%. I, I don't see any situation where they get left out this year again because I think Baylor or TCU will be awesome, and the one true champ tie thing, it's not going to happen, right? Now, what if they play like a 60-58 game again? And they both have one loss and blah, blah. What? Okay. Here, the key. Will, there, will there be an undefeated team in the Big 12? Listen, no. The, the, key, the key to that whole thing was not their play. It was that Ohio State crushed Wisconsin and that they did it with the third string. So all of a sudden, if JT Barrett gets hurt the next game, Ohio State's not in. Because they would have been like, well, who's Cardell Jones? They don't, have a, co- they don't have a conference championship game again this year. They, listen, Ohio State made the craziest run in college football history, to get in. That's not going to happen again. You say 2%? Yeah, 2%. A Big 12 team it's, will be in the gotta playoff, be, It's got to be higher than that because they don't have a championship game, and 12-1 and one is greater than 11-1. and one. Not always. If Ohio State had barely beaten Wisconsin, it would have been Baylor. It well, it's an, Okay, that was a, what it, it happened. It happened. And it was crazy. It's it not going to happen again. It, I'm not saying that Ohio State will beat Wisconsin again. crushing uh, look, another ranked team. Look, just stop for a second. I'm not saying that that specific scenario will happen again. What I am saying is I know that there's not going to be a championship game in the Big 12. And that will hurt them regardless. I don't know how much, but it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them. So it has to be higher for me than 2%. It could help them had Ohio State lost. You know what I mean? 25% chance. They don't lose 25% chance a Big 12 team is left out of the college football playoff again. Number three. What's the chance BYU is ranked on September 28th? Oh, geez. So that's week four. That's at uh, Michigan. So are, after, they, are they ranked at 2-2 two and two if they beat Michigan? No, that's not the, that's not the question. It's going into, presenting right? presenting a scenario. And it's twenty. Oh, after Michigan. Okay, so on the on the twenty eighth, the Monday. Okay, I get, it. I get it. Uh, I'll go fifteen percent because if BYU does it, that's quite the September, and they're in position to do something really special. To me, that I don't think they're ranked if they're two and two. They could be if they it, see. It depends how you win. It depends those on games. who you beat do and you, how you beat. Do them. you barely lose, and then the other two you just crush it, and they're both on. You know, let's say BYU crushes Michigan and crushes. Uh, Nebraska, but barely lose to Boise State and the, and uh, UCLA. Maybe. I say, why Why not? Why not? 50% BYU is ranked at the end of September because they, so have, high. they have four teams on the schedule. If they win two of those games, they have a great shot to be ranked in the top 25. I don't see how a, a 500 non-P5 team is ranked. What if you beat UCLA and Michigan? UCLA would be quite the win. Okay. Winner. What if you That's beat Boise State and UCLA? Yeah, pick any two, basically. It's pretty there's, good. They're, if they're 2-2, two and two, 
Fifty percent, man. They got to be three and one to get ranked, in my opinion. Oh man, they're ranked high at three. Okay, well, there's. I tell you what, there's a one hundred percent chance BYU will make their Lincoln Memorial Stadium debut on September fifth. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. Forty-seven. Forty-seven days away. BYU at Nebraska. Prime that number. is less than seven weeks. Holy cow. Up next, anything and everything else relevant within BYU Sports Station wrapped up neatly in the Cougar Whip around from the PGA to the NBA and beyond. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Big 12 Media Days. They say they uh, have 10 teams, and that's the right number for them. In other news, uh, there's an honor code at BYU. Oh. Cougars in the association. Brandon Davies put up six points, 10 rebounds, a couple of assists, two blocks, and a steal for the Spurs in two games over the weekend. The San Antonio Summer League team play the Phoenix Suns in the Summer League Championship tonight. Tyler Haas played seven minutes in his last game with the, the Cavaliers Summer League team. He missed his only shot. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished 8-under, tied for 32nd in the Barbasol Championship over the weekend. Also, Mike Weir says he is taking time away from golf. Spencer. Men's Volleyball. USA Volleyball finished 3rd in the World League, and Taylor Sander had 27 kills, 5 blocks, and 2 aces in 2 matches this weekend against Serbia and Poland. Future guests, Brian Kill, CBSSports.com, Tom Fornelli, the guy who wrote the article, and Utah State head coach Matt Wells. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you most, he goes to Adam Law. Three for four with a couple of runs and an RBI and a win over Northwest Arkansas. Big thanks to Brian Logan joining the show, bringing the passion today. Continue to send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand. Shout out to Jerry.